From Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. You may be familiar with clothing drives designed to help the poor and the homeless, but today we'll meet a pair of Upstate students who are sisters who've begun a project specifically to help women and teens who are poor or homeless. Here with me in the HealthLink on Air studio are Madison Searles, who's a first-year public health student at Upstate, and Quinn Searles, who is a second-year physician assistant student, both at Upstate Medical University. Welcome both of you to HealthLink on Air. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for having us. So let's talk about this, how Happy Period got its start. That's the name of your project, hashtag Happy Period, right? Yeah. So tell us about it. So Quinn? hashtag Happy Period uh, was started by Chelsea Vonchez in the Bay Area of California, I think about in 2015. And we ended up finding it through Instagram online, just through her social media. We discovered this mission of hers. And um, she basically, back in the day, uh, Chelsea Vontaz was driving through Hollywood and she saw a woman experiencing homelessness walking down the street with a stain on her pants from period blood. And Chelsea was um, alerted to the fact that we aren't donating very frequently menstrual products to people who are in need. So she started this community where we're regularly thinking of that. And the name Happy Period, where does that do you know how she came up with that? No, I don't. Oh, okay. So you uh, started sort of a Syracuse chapter yes. of this same. So how did you get that started? We just reached out and communicated with Chelsea's group, and they kind of guided us through the process, and then we took it from there and have been just doing what we can each day. <laughs> so practically speaking, how does this work? Do you Are you looking for donations from people? How, how does it... How do you go about getting this together? Um, right, so we have we post a lot of our information on social media. That's how we communicate with people mostly. So you have an um, Instagram. Yep, we what's, have an Instagram. What's your handle? It's at uh, We Are Happy Period Syracuse, and then we have a Facebook as well. Um, and so we communi- communicate with people through our Instagram and Facebook, um, and we host packing parties where we gather these donations. People will bring a a donation of a menstrual hygiene product, um, and then we will set up an assembly line and go through packing the kits, and then we will take it from there and distribute them um, to the community through our beneficiaries. So what's in these kits? uh, Pads, tampons? Right, yep. So we, every kit... Um, or every kind of series of kits is a little bit different depending on the donations that we get. But we try to stick to around five to seven tampons, five to seven pads, five to seven liners. Um, We include hygiene wipes um, and- And underwear? And then a clean pair of of new underwear. Um, And then we usually include just a little bit of information about us so someone can contact us if they need to and an encouraging note. So how do you get these kits into the hands of the women that need them? Um, So we have different beneficiaries that we donate to. Our our biggest beneficiary is uh, We Rise Above the Streets. So Alameen Muhammad has been amazing and he takes our kits and takes them out to the streets of Syracuse on his um, sandwich Saturdays. So that's a really great way for us to meet people exactly where they are. Uh, We know 
that the kits are going right to where people are already gathering um, and finding some products that they may need. So it's, it's a great way uh, for us to meet people where they are and get them into people's hands that way. Have you met any of the women that have received these kits? Have you gotten any feedback from the people that this is helping? Um, so we've gotten feedback through our beneficiaries. Um, and then we've also handed out kits to people that we've come across. Maybe when we're driving down the street, we uh, might offer one to someone and say, do you have a need for this? And if they accept, um, that's kind of a way for us to interact with people as well. Um, yeah, another portion of our distribution is that we encourage people who come to our events to, you know, we're all hanging out at our packing parties, um, kind of talking about menstrual equity, having snacks, listening to music, packing kits. And at the end, we say, we're going to bring these to We Rise Above the Streets, but if you have any um, interaction with anyone in need, take them and donate them yourself. So we also encourage everybody along our like volunteer path to donate. And so, you know, if you see someone on your commute regularly, um, anybody out there could throw together some products and give them to them. You use the term menstrual equity. What do you mean by that? Um, menstrual equity is... Do you have an answer? Yeah, so we think <laughs> that everyone should have equitable access to these products, um, whether they can afford them or not. It's something that is so needed and allows you to have dignity and go about your normal daily life. Um, so whether you can afford to go to the store and buy a box of tampons or pads or not, we think that everyone should have access to the products so that their daily lives are not hindered, so that girls can continue going to school, um, women can not feel like they have to hide during that time of the month, um, especially if someone is experiencing homelessness can pose a lot of issues for them if they're not able to take care of this. Um, so yeah, we think that it should be equitable, equitable access to menstrual hygiene products. You're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, and I'm talking with Madison Searles. She's a first-year public health student at Upstate, and her sister, Quinn Searles, who's a second-year physician assistant student, both at Upstate Medical University, about the project they began in Syracuse recently called Happy Period Syracuse. So let's talk about uh, how do you go about convincing people, men especially, that this is something that matters, that it's important. Have you had trouble getting people on board? Um, so we just try to have open conversation about it. And people who are interested are eager to jump in. Um, and then there's people who seem to be a little bit more hesitant at times. But just having open conversation, I think, makes the topic a little bit more normal. <clears throat> That's a big goal is to destigmatize all of this and kind of break the taboo surrounding menstruation so that it's something that can be talked about more easily. Um, so our approach is just to have open conversation with people. Um, we're not ashamed to hang our flyers places and to post our drop boxes and post on our Instagram and stuff like that. And we're just excited with every new follower we get, every new, um, all the new interest, it's, it's awesome. And we think that the word will hopefully spread that way and people will become more comfortable as more conversation surrounds the topic. Well, you're both going into healthcare fields. Is that why you feel comfortable trying to break the taboo around menstruation? Do you think that that um, helps? Yeah, I think there's a mix. I think we're comfortable with physiology, but we also... 
um, throughout our whole lives, even before our professional lives, have been uh, in an environment where we're able to talk about menstruation and sort of more on the social side, it hasn't been as taboo for us. So we're fortunate mm-hmm. in that regard and we want to sort of spread that. Do you think that's a generational thing? Do you think that younger women growing up are just more open about their periods? I think that's a, that's there's an aspect of that, but mm-hmm. we also definitely if you look around, we definitely know a lot of people who do have a lot of shame around their periods who are our age. Mm-hmm. So I think our generation may be more um, freed from that than prior generations, but there still is a lot of work to be done. Mm-hmm. In putting this project together, what have you learned um, yourselves that you can take away from having launched this project that on a ta- taboo subject? Are there lessons that you can take away from this? Um. I think we're excited to see a lot of the interest that we've been getting recently. So I've learned that if you kind of put yourself out there and you believe in something that there will be there will be people who are also interested in the same thing and who can who will surround you and help you with it. So that's been really exciting mm-hmm. to see how we've put ourselves out there in the, our community and it has risen up and kind of helped us with that. So it's it's cool to see how the community has come together with us and the support that we've gotten. So, yeah. Were you nervous you've, when you uh, hosted your first packing party? I, oh, yeah. I imagine you yeah. put <laughs> posters up and, you know, asked all your friends and did mm-hmm. all the social media trying to get people to come. But did you know people would show up? No. Yeah, no. I think we're nervous every time. Yeah. <laughs> we're always like, oh, how many people yeah. is it going to be this time? When we first started, we debated for many hours and days, do we think this is going to work? Are people yeah. actually going to show up or is mm-hmm. this going to be us um, kind of scrambling for donations and then it's going to dissipate? But we found the opposite to be true, so that's very encouraging. Yeah. But yeah, every time there is a little bit of a question, um, do people you know, see the need? Do they care? Do they want to show up? Well, good. Well, you've each chosen careers that are kind of focused on helping people. So I want to ask you, Madison, what do you envision yourself doing with a master's of public health? So I'm figuring that out still right now. Um, I'm really excited by a lot of the things that I'm learning. Um, I'm considering a global health focus. So that's kind of the direction I'm heading right now. And Quinn, what drew you to become a physician assistant? Um. Being a PA is awesome. Mm-hmm. I love that I can practice medicine independently, but also with uh, lateral mobility throughout the fields. And um, I just love learning about physiology and working with people. So how can people get involved if they're listening to this podcast? How can they go about helping this cause? So we have an Amazon wish list, which is probably the easiest way for people to donate. So if they follow our Instagram or Facebook, they can find the link to our Amazon wish list. On, so let's say again um, on Instagram, it's um, we are happy period Syracuse. Right. Yep. And then uh, hashtag happy period Syracuse on Twitter. Um, Facebook, Facebook is we are happy hashtag happy period Syracuse. Okay. Yep. Um, So the link can be found there. And that's just a simple way for people to um, go online. They can see our list of needed products. And then if they order something, it will be sent directly to us. So it's probably the simplest way. Um, Also, people can pick up an extra box of pads, tampons, wipes, um, underwear, 
any of our needed products while they're at the store, and that can be brought to one of our packing parties. Um, again, follow our social media because we post those announcements on there. So, that's so you give people a few weeks' notice of when the packing yep. party and where the packing party is going to be. Exactly. Somewhere yep. in the Syracuse area. Yep. We try to make it very, um, very central so that people can walk there if they need to take a bus, drive, um, just somewhere easy for people to access. What would be your biggest area of need? Do you, do you need volunteers or do you need uh, materials? Right. So our donations are probably our biggest need. Um, and as far as donations go, we're usually very short on hygiene wipes. Um, a lot of people don't realize the need for those. So people experiencing homelessness may not have access to clean water. So we try to provide hygiene wipes so that they can adequately clean up during this time. And then also underwear are often underdonated. So always, um, if you're interested, be on the lookout for sales. You can get pretty cheap underwear, um, like at Walmart or even TJ Maxx, um, places like that. So those are our two most needed donations. Um, and as far as overall, yeah, the donations are definitely the most needed. So, And I would add um, the need is always to spread the word. Exactly, so yeah. if you... If you hear about us, you think it's interesting, tell somebody. Um, alert people in your life to the need of uh, products for people who d might not have them. So just keep talking about it. Keep talking about periods in general, but also about periods in poverty. So what do you envision mm -hmm. happening to Happy Period Syracuse after you both graduate? Um, it will continue to grow. Yeah. <laughs> we don't see this as a school project. It's more of a community and um, just life project for us. So it's not going anywhere. You we have hope. other people involved um, as passionately as you are? Yeah, we team. do. We have a lot yeah. of um, friends and new people that we're meeting along the way who are totally on board with helping in any way possible. And we're excited to keep meeting more of those people. So we have a really good community around this and we hope it continues to grow. Thank you to public health student Madison Searles and physician assistant student Quinn Searles. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink on Air.